All right. Low Post Podcast is back for the summer 22 season with some new faces. Tyler Cruz, Seymour aren't here anymore. We've got Dane Ruggiero. We've got Pete Thomas. Why don't you introduce yourself to the crowd, Pete? So what's going on, guys? My name is PJ Thomas. I am a four-year member of the Duyez Boys, best team in the Legacy Leagues, represent. Um, Danny and I are going to be taking over this podcast now that our uh, former friends, Tyler Cruz and Christian Martinelli, are no longer part of the league. Um, and I mean, they didn't it, die. They didn't die, but uh, <laughs> I believe that they've put it in good hands. So, um, you know, we're going to be going over some stuff with you guys uh, every week. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on how we do and what we, what do you want to hear us talk about uh, throughout the, the length of the podcast. So I'm um, happy to be here, Danny. All right. Now that that pleasantry is out of the way, hang on one second. We are going to start with, uh, I mean, we're both Duye's boys at heart. So we're going to start talking about Duye's boys and the Warriors. So Pete, you were there. I was only watching it was. on the I was only watching it on the live stream that you so generously put up for me. So yes, sir. why don't you why don't you start and then I'll pop in piece by piece and say my part. So I think when we're looking at uh this matchup, you have to take it kind of with a grain of salt, especially looking at the records of both oh, teams. And uh and I'm gonna try to be a little bit unbiased here. Um, but you have a team in the Duyes boys who have lost, I think what is it? Five games over the last three seasons. Uh, actually over the last four seasons, five games, uh, in total. Um, and you have a very good athletic team in the Rhode Island warriors, um, who have the pieces to be a very good team, I think. Um, and they addressed it in the videos that they've put up so far, uh, that they kind of hit a wall, uh, that wall being lob city and Duyez back to back. Uh, the first two weeks, I don't think that the Warriors will end up staying with a losing record. I think they're one of the actually one of the top teams in the league when you look at it. Um, but this game really came down to us, uh, f- us, the Duyez boys, finding our rhythm from three. Um, you know, in our first game against uh, what was the Lincoln 18ers, I believe we yeah. shot abysmal from th- that might have been the worst three points actually. Let me touch on that because I got the numbers for you. Yeah, absolutely. You guys went, I think it was like two for something. You shot nine and a half percent from three in the first game. And then you come back second game of the season. I'd like to think it was my jersey on the bench, given the mojo. But then you guys absolutely. come out and you shoot 44% in the second game. And you've got four guys that were shooting over 50% from three. So absolutely. Yeah. So that I mean, was definitely and- something. And I was talking to Joey a little bit about it. And I said, you know, I think that game, the first one was more of us getting the rust off. Um, but if you were, if you looked at every single game, even from the season where we were two and nine, um, I don't think we ever shot nine and a half percent from three. Um, and we have four MVP caliber players on our team this year. Um, and same as last year. And we've been the best three point shooting team in the league the last two years. So um, I think it was just a rough game for us to kind of get back, but this game really showed the kind of team that we are um, getting out in the fast break, shooting threes, dunking, uh, passing the ball. I think we're at our best when John Kutu is, is running the point. Um, I think that's pretty evident, but I think he did a great job for us that game. He does a great job for us every game, but this game was really just kind of our first bounce back game. Um, really getting back into form uh, credit to the Warriors though. They gave us a much more difficult time than we're used to. Um, their size is, is able to keep up with, I think the rest of the teams in the league. So when they do face smaller teams, even the more talented ones, such as ozone or, um, the werewolves without Connor Harrington, um, I think they're going to be able to cause some, make some noise. Um, Mm. unfortunately, you know, I think they have two really, really, really star studded players on that team with, uh, Gian Avedigian and, uh, Figueredo, um, you know, those guys can really fill it up. I mean, Gian was scoring all night. We didn't really have an answer for him. Um, I just think the the star power between the two teams is what had this game be uh, as lopsided as it was in the box score. Yeah, I'm going to step in real quick. You had mentioned this before, how um, they've been in the league for a while and it doesn't really seem like they should be 0-2 with the level of talent that they have. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is, this is what, their third season? Because they were the bucket chasers the year yeah, we the- won. Yes, yeah, so they were the bucket chasers, and last year they were the Warriors, and then this year. So I think three seasons for them. Yeah, this is their third year, and this is the first time that we've played them Ever. in a matchup. Yeah, and you think that's like – it's kind of weird that it's taken this long for Absolutely. us to play them. But, mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's a 20 point game in the box score. It was 102 to 82, but I was talking with you about this, I think earlier in the week when the result came out, I was watching the live stream. It did not look like a 20 point game for most of it. No. And I mean, there wasn't anything egregious where they were turning the ball over all the time. I just think it came down to, we really just hit a lot of shots and it wasn't like they weren't playing defense. Um, I just think it came down to, you know, when a team shoots about 50% from three, it's tough to, to beat them. So um, I think they're going to be good the rest of the way. They're definitely a respectable team. Um, the standings won't show that, um, but definitely they have some guys that can fill it up. So I, I expect them to go plus 500 for the rest of the year. I, I doubt that they have a losing record come the end of the season now that they've gotten the top two teams, in my opinion, out of the way. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, and we'll uh, touch on this a little bit later, but um, for sure, they're getting the Ozone Boys next week. So we'll t- we'll touch on that when we get to the week three predictions. But um, sure. you've got two teams that I don't think should be 0-2 that are 0-2, and one of them right. is going to get their first win. So we'll see who gets that. Absolutely. Moving from the team that beat the Warriors this week to the team that beat the Warriors last week, we're going to go to Lob City versus Bogey Kicks, and that was a 90-60 to 60 final score. The thing that stands out to me, I think, from this is, I mean, we know what product we're getting with Lob. We know what product we're getting with Bogey. It's a 30-point win, but it does not. It's surprising. I think that's a surprisingly low margin for the Lob City product that we've seen and for the Bogey Kicks product that we've seen that it was only 30 points. So I I wanted to touch on this since I've seen the videos that the interns and Joey posted. Um, I had a discussion with Cody and um, Jose after the game, and I said, 30 points. Like we expected them to blow them out by like 60, 70 points. We've seen them do that to teams that are new to the league. It's they route them. I mean, we, we played them twice our first season and they beat us by 50 both times. And yes. I think in a matchup between the bogey kicks and the winter 2019 Duyes boys, I'm taking the winter 2019 Duyes boys and we were terrible. So there is a caveat to this, right? So when I was speaking with Cody, I, when I brought that up, he said, yeah, the game got really chippy. We thought someone was going to get injured. So Jose didn't play the whole second half. So you see that in the box score. Um, Jose, watch that phone there. Yeah, it's my work phone going off, but it's a random number. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So maybe it's important. Uh, Jose didn't play the whole second half um, because they were worried that someone was going to get hurt because they said Bogey kind of got frustrated and uh, started getting a little chippy. Um, and Vic wasn't there. So arguably two of the best players on that team. Um, you had had them for two court had one guy for two quarters, excuse me, and uh, and Vic wasn't there, who I believe, arguably, is a top three defender in the league when he's there, um, which they probably would have put him on. I forget the name of the the kid on Bogey, who's their best player, but they probably would have thrown Vic on him. Yeah, they had one guy that was able to body some people. Yeah, by the looks so, of it, but so, they had some other guys that looked like they were struggling to hit the rim. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I know. And I, that's usually the product that comes with some of the new teams. Um, I know that's, we kind of looked that way our first year. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Naturally. But I think, you know, a 30 point route, even without Jose playing the second half and without Vic being there is still pretty impressive uh, for a lob city team to do that um, for any team to do that. But, you know, we know what we're going to get from them every week, weekend and week out. So um, I think that game was kind of a throwaway. Um, we knew they were going to win it. I would have bet my life that they were going to win that game, but um, there's really not much there. I don't know if bogey has the capability to win a game this year to be honest. And that's not a dig. Um, that's just the deal with a lot of new teams. I mean, we won two games our first year and it was arguably against two of the worst teams that have ever been in legacy leagues. So um, yeah, we got those wins against the pizza rolls and the Alaskan. Did we beat the, yeah. We did beat the Alaskan bullworms. That's yes. right. So we had a couple close calls with some good teams, but yeah. So it's, it's definitely not a knock on bogey. I think they do have some pieces they have to build around um, if they want to get better in the league, but, and they're get, they'll get used to the eight and a half foot rims. I know that's a huge adjustment for when we came in, but um, you know, this game's kind of a throwaway. I think any game, against lob that's not a halfway a werewolves a duyes this year or a, even the warriors or ozone is going to kind of be a throwaway um when it comes to facing lob city so i don't expect them to i don't expect lob to lose a game except for when they play us um you know uh a little ricochet no, that, shot there no 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 They're, it's always a good game against them they're a bunch of good guys they're a hell of players um it's always a good matchup when we have everyone there we like it when it's full team versus full team against them 
Um, but, you know, I think they're going to be fine the rest of the year. And I think Bogey, they can sneak a win. Um, they, I, it, with their best player, I keep, I, his name is slipping my mind. But, um, you know, when you have the best player on the floor, a lot of the time you're able to do, uh, to win some games that you might not, you shouldn't really win. So if they get a matchup like uh, Lincoln, uh, 18ers, or even potentially a team like Sin City on a bad night, they might be able to catch one. Um, but for right now, I think they're probably towards the bottom of the standings, bottom of the power ranking. Yeah, together. they're definitely a team where they have to be clicking on all cylinders. And if you're a season, because a lot of these teams are pretty seasoned in this league. And if you get a team that if you're not on your worst night, bogey's not really looking like they're going to beat you yet. They haven't Absolutely. given me anything yet to prove otherwise. Right. And that's not a knock on them. It's yeah, just no, what happens with new teams. So um, what do you got next? Well, you were talking about playing through your best player. So I think there's no better case than my boys over at the Basket Hounds, now only the fam, as they take down the 18ers 80 to 71 and they get their second win on the young season. I have some notes on these games. I will tell you the only note I have for this game is, quote, Basket Hounds are hot. They are. Um, The Basket Hounds are hot, baby. They really are. Yeah, they, they, uh, who do they get next week? Actually, we'll talk about that later, but Jaron Thomas led the way, 39 points. They win, nine-point win, their second win in a row after two. They didn't win a game for two straight seasons. So two straight seasons, to, yep. To come out very hot, get two wins in a row, what do you have to say about it? So Mike Bartholomew's always been a pretty good shooter, actually, in the league. There is, the team's record doesn't reflect that. He shoots a lot of threes, but he does it at a relatively efficient clip compared to a lot of... Uh, other guys in the league, and that's not a knock on anybody, but um, yeah, if I'm gonna you want to share my screen here so we can see it, yeah, what did he shoot this game? Yeah, 25% uh, from three, yeah, I mean, not his best night, but I mean, he's a kind he's of guy that nights. he's also he set the record for most threes attempted in the season, so yeah, I mean, this kid Jaron Thomas can ball. I watched him play, the kid can he can really fill it up. Um, 40 yeah. points, 39 points, rather, 60% from three. Uh, that's a tough night to stop. Uh, doesn't, didn't really fill up the stat sheet. Otherwise six rebounds, but I think he's the biggest guy on the court when he's out there. Um, but I mean, dude can score. So I think that was a key piece for them to add a player like that. Uh, Mike Bartholomew was their guy. He was an all-star, I believe. Um, at one point, I did. He make the, I know he was in the three point contest. I don't know about the all-star game. Regardless, he was their only guy they've ever had an all-star weekend, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, so they needed to add another guy for him. Uh, especially a guy with some athleticism and size not to take anything away from Mike, but his role is kind of uh, what I would describe as the Gino Forte role um, of being that secondary scorer and more of a perimeter guy. Um, and they needed a guy to be able to do everything. And I think they got that with with Jaron Thomas. Um, I, I'm actually really surprised. They might be able to steal a couple more games this year. Um, I don't necessarily think they'll end up finishing as a top seed um, just because I don't know if the depth is there. Um, they have a couple guys that can really, really do some damage, but, um, you know, I think in order to make a deep run in this league, you need to have five, six guys that can really fill it up on any night, give you 20 a night. If they yeah, I will if they say can. they've got more pieces now. They've got Tucker Aiello and Jake Perry, who are both averaging. I think it's Tucker's got 16 and a half a game and Jake's got 14 and a half through two games. So at least right. they've got more role players now. It's a little bit they've, more serviceable for them. Yeah, it's it's definitely more serviceable. I think the problem for them is going to be when they run into one of those top, one of those behemoth teams um, where you've seen it, Lob City, the one through eight on their team can give you 20 points if you let them get hot. And it's scary. Um, and I don't know if they have the, the star power to match up with a team like that, but credit to them. I mean, they're playing really well. Uh, Mike Bartholomew has been facilitating the offense and getting Jaron the ball um, from what I've seen. So I think if they keep going with that and they just keep having fun while they're out there and playing, they're going to be all right. They're, they're not going to, they have their first two wins. So yeah. And then we got the 18ers. Sorry to cut you off there. We got the 18ers now who are all in two through their first two games. They lose to Duye's boys. They lose to, I keep wanting to say the basket hounds. They lose to only the fam. And now they've got a one and one werewolves team next week. So what do you think the outlook looks like for them as the season goes on? So the Lincoln 18ers are an interesting team, right? So I don't think they really have a guy that's their number one guy. It's kind of like, um, I'll give you a comparison. Like if you had a team of, I'm going to throw it back for the original Legacy Leagues fans here. But if you had a team of uh, Lucas Martins, is that his name? From Boom? 
from boom. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of guys who play the same role and um, you know, they have some guys that can shoot the ball like hell, like they really can. They, they shot really well against us. Um, I know in this game, they shot only 21%, but they shot pretty well against us. Um, they're quick on the perimeter. It's, it's the size for me. That is where they're going to struggle and the intensity that they play with. So they have a lot of guys that can score. Um, they have, they have a lot of guys that can kind of facilitate the offense if they need to. Um, but I don't know if they really have guys that play those different roles, those, those gritty guys, those, uh, the guys that kind of do everything. Um, the Marcus smarts of, of the, of the teams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, we don't, we don't want to talk about the Celtics after that <laughs> abysmal um, performance last night. For sure. But, but, you know, you kind of get what I'm, what I'm saying here. It's, it's, they yeah, have a absolutely. lot of guys that, that do the same thing. And I think they need a little bit more of a variety or guys need to kind of adopt a different role when they're out there playing. But if they can do that, they're, they're not going to go winless. I don't think um, you have to be a pretty bad team to go winless. Um but I think they'll snag a few. It's just a matter of is that is winning a game for them going to be sustainable with the roster they have, and I don't know if that's the reality. So I'm curious to see how the rest yeah, of their season goes. I definitely we're past them, but I'm definitely chalking up some of the results from these first two games. To uh, they're all new guys, and again, yes. you were saying before they're not used to the rims. We certainly weren't used to the rims when we got here. But um, yeah, I'm very interested to see where they go because I watched the highlights of that game too against Duye's boys. And I watched the ones for um, them against the basket, basket against only the fam. And never there's pieces. Out of your head. No, I'm never going to get out of my head. Cause the basket hounds are hot. <laughs> um, let's take it over to, I don't even know if you want to call this surprising, um, but two teams that we love a bunch of great guys on either side of the court, the uh, werewolves in sin city, sin city wins 70 to 55. I mean, any night that's a game that like it could go either way scoring wise, but I don't think right. I expected a 15 point win uh, werewolves without Connor Harrington. And it definitely showed when you look at the rebounding numbers, Absolutely. I mean, it was 41 to 29 rebounding in favor of sin city. Uh, was it Brian, you say 40, 41, 41 to 29. Yeah. Okay. Brian still had uh, a, de- a good enough game. He had 16 boards of his own, but everybody else on the werewolves, I don't think anybody had more than four. So, okay. I want to talk about what you saw and then we can loop back some, some of my thoughts. So two teams that I love everybody on, honestly, uh, Sin City back to when they were the Boston Blazers became like our best friends in the league from day one. We love those guys. They're great. Um, just a bunch of cool dudes and the werewolves. We, we were like rivals, like Red Sox, Yankees when we started the league, we just, cause we crap talked them a ton. Um, that rivalry, and- that rivalry started off before we had even stepped foot on the court. We had yes. made our Twitter. <laughs> we were bright eyed and bushy tailed and we were like, we're coming for you. And then we lost by like 30, but yeah, but it's all in a, good fun. They're a bunch. I don't of cool think they, have they beat us since then? No. Yeah. They beat us week one that summer season, but yeah, the season we won. since then. Yeah. Um, but no, they're, they're a bunch of cool guys. Um, you know, we hang out with them hoop a little bit in the off season. Uh, Brian Hessen's a great dude. Gino's a cool dude. Um, and they know that we're just kind of busting chops when we joke around with them. They're actually really a group of really good dudes, but, um, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit, Danny, and my concern for the werewolves is every year, it seems as though their talent pool, their depth has been depleted. And I don't, I know that it's, it's like you lose Dave Campbell, um, one year to an ACL doesn't come back. Um, comes back for a little bit actually, but he's not back this year. So, um, and then you get a guy like Brian Yars on your team, and you lose him you, to the Dewey A's boys. Yeah, yeah. That's, they, that's the other way. And then it, I mean, to kind of harp off that point you're making, yeah, it does seem like over the years they have had a bunch of role guys, a bunch of glue guys that kind of bring that team together. And as time has gone on, it's either they go to another team, like you saw with Brian, or you saw with Brad Allen when he made the stampede. Right. You get that, like they're losing the depth. They're losing what makes the werewolves the werewolves. Almost. And you see that with Matt Bogey. And Matt Bogey as well. Yeah, Bogey yes. kicks. But um, I, I, they're still there. They're still a good team on any given night. They're going to give any team in the league a run for their money. But it does feel like as the last year or two has gone on that they've lost at least one other it factor that puts them as contenders every year, the, the year they went to the finals. And, you know, there's somebody I do want to touch on in this, and, and we've talked about this a little bit, and that's Gino. And um, I don't quite know what the shift was, um, but we we discussed his first year in the league. Uh, 
And I think he was averaging like 20 points a game shooting pretty well from three. Um, and he was like the third guy on that team. Cause it was Heston Campbell and Gino. And I think uh, when he was drawing a team's best third best defender, uh, he was like able to fill it up, you know? Um, and now that Dave's gone and Gino's kind of had to go back to that second role, second primary scorer role. He's now getting team's second best defender or their best perimeter defender. Cause Brian Heston's a big dude. So, um, so when now when he's facing a top number one or number two defender on a team, he's not able to score as efficiently. Um, that's kind of something I thought about when we were, we were talking about that is he, you know, the, it just could be that, you know, Dave Campbell and Brian were drawing the big matchups and Gino was getting somebody who might not be as prolific defensively and he was able to score more, but that, that could be the reason. I think if he gets back to form, uh, it's been a couple of years for him, but if he gets back to, to that, that shooting like that Gino did, um, you know, they could, they could be scary again, but you know, right now they're running through Brian Heston. I mean, the train always goes through Brian. Um, oh yeah. You know, and, and just to and touch on that, he, yeah. even though they got the loss last week, he still put up uh 16, 16 rebounds. And then he had eight assists. He had three blocks. He had four steals. So he's still doing it all, but it's right. definitely the kind of thing. And I don't think that a 15 point loss in week two is indicative of things to come for them for the season, no, but not. It's definitely like you said. Like, if the, if Gino is hot for them, they will they will knock off anybody any night. Absolutely, and I think they definitely need Connor Harrington uh, there. Oh yeah, absolutely. To, uh, make some noise, but you know, without him, it's tough. Brian's really the only guy that they can rely on to give you twenty a night right now. Um, and I think twenty is the magic number. If you get a couple guys that are around that 20, uh, 20 points a game mark, then you're okay. You're kind of sitting pretty, but um, you know, without 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 Connor being there, without Gino being able to give you that, uh, it's tough. It's a lot on Brian right now. So um, mm. I think they're going to be fine. I I don't think they're going to go below 500 if I had to bet my life no, on it. But I wouldn't expect uh, it. They're too seasoned for that. But, you know, they, they, they definitely have to turn around. I think when we get to the next week's matchup, I think it's going to be a route. Um, I think they're going to have a bounce back game because they're going to be pretty PO'd that they lost. So um, they don't like losing just as much as we don't like losing. So yeah. uh, we know we know what kind of team they are. We know what they're going to do. And uh, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah. And now before we move on to our last game of week two, I just wanted to touch on a quick shout out that I have to give for Sin City, yeah. specifically Terrence Gallo, because they came into the league our first year as the Boston Blazers. And this is now their fourth season as well. I say there because it's mostly pretty much every year. Terrence Gallo has been the one constant for that team. And he's just had a (laughs) shuffling cast rotating around him, but he's always there. He's always, I know they're always on court three a lot, but like he can, he can get up and it's very fun to watch him play. And he's a freak athlete. Uh, Oh God. Doesn't look like it when he walks into the gym, you're like, Oh, it's this little guy. And then he, you know, He'll put one on your head. Real he'll quick. put one on your head, and he'll uh, he'll hang on your shoulders, and you're like, "Damn, this kid can this kid can dunk." Um, he's he's also a great kid. So every time we talk to him, he's just a really cool kid, and uh, you know, we want nothing but the best for the for Sin City, formerly known as the Boston Blazers. But um, you know, I think they're going to be fine. Um, they need they probably need one more guy. Um, you know, they've they've kind of gone the same boat as the Werewolves since they've entered the league, where they're losing a guy every year. They lost Corey Strickland. They lost a day. Um, they lost big Pete, uh, shout out to all those guys. Those guys were the best. Um, but you know, um, I think they're going to be fine. They, they know how the league works and Terrence is definitely a, a star in the league. He's always an all-star, uh, can jump out of the gym. So I think they're going to be fine. Um, it's going to be a little tough for them to make a deep run, but I, I, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get their wins. Yeah. All right. Now moving on to our last matchup of week two, we've got, this was a game of the week, right? Uh, I believe so. It was halfway ozone. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wanted, I wanted to clarify cause I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, at least my pick for game of the week for next week also includes halfway, but yes, we does. have uh, the halfway crooks taking down the ozone boys, 66 to 59. Uh, the one thing I will say is I don't remember who wrote the article on the halfway game this week, but they had mentioned that this is the first time since the, I feel like we keep bringing up the winter 2019 season, but this is the first time <laughs> since season, that season. No, I think summer 19 for us. Oh, was summer 19 ours? Yes. Summer 19 is us. There you go. (laughs) But um, I think this is the first time since that winter 19 season that halfway has started off 2-0. 
And the team they have this year is definitely very reminiscent of that winter 19 team for me. That team you had them kind of, they had Jared Hansen. He's been there since the beginning, but you had those two bigs and Dylan Lincoln and John Sline back in the day. John that you could Sline. Play that, you remember that name? And Joey, then you also we, had we know that. Your ex- teams. Exactly. Joey, we're historians over here. But you had, you had Dylan Lincoln and John Sline, and then you had Brett Cody as the explosive wing. And mm-hmm. this year, I mean, although he hasn't played yet this year, you still have Dylan Lincoln. Now you have Jeff Winchell, who you scorped, uh, scalped over from Island Time or the Orcas. The Orcas and yeah. now you've got uh, Spence <laughs> Freeman now as your explosive wing. So you've got a lot of those same pieces that made you a good team in the past. And now you're just trying to put that together for the present. And, you know, you're able to come through and take down a, a pretty talented Ozone Boys as now you knock them down to 0-2. They're another one of those teams that you don't think should be 0-2, but here they are coming into week three. So what do you think, uh, Pete? So I agree with you about halfway. I think they're a very good team. They're all seasoned except for Spence. Um, but Mark Belleville, um, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, um, you know, Winchell, Joey, Hanson, uh, those guys know the league. Um, and it's oh, Mike Wilbur, too. And, uh, you know, every single person. Mike Wilbur, back is, home where he belongs. Yes, every every single person on that team is a seasoned veteran except for Spence, and it seems like he's fitting in right away. Um, the big glare in his game for me is his three-point shooting, um, you know, and I think that's something that we're going to force him to do next week, um, not to give any insight. but I mean, you uh, just kind of did. <laughs> but no, but I mean, you know, you have to pick out the weaknesses in somebody's game. Um but, you know, I, I think they do have that explosive wing. It does remind me very much of the Brett Cody year. Um, I think they're going to be fine. Jeff Winchell's a staple in the league. He's always a, one of the best big men in the league. Uh, he'll be fine. Um, Jared Hansen's always a great three-point shooter. Struggled in this game, but he's usually pretty – he fills it up. Um, and Mark Belleville, back when Boom Shakalaka was a dynasty, um, you know, was a key piece of that team. Is one of the big three with uh, Jose. Yeah, I remember uh, they had a game, I think it was against the Basket Hounds. They yes. only had four guys show up. And they had four guys that'll drop 20 point triple levels. Yes. So yeah, um, they're all, they're all very good players. They don't have any weak links um, on the team. Um, and I think they're going to be fine they're, This is, this is their year to really make some noise in the league. Um, I think they're one of the top teams. I think the power rankings are correct. Um, and we'll talk about where we kind of rank these teams a little bit later, but I would put them in the, in the top with Duyes and, and Lob. Um, I would actually put them over the werewolves this year just because they have more depth and more scoring um, from different places. So I actually probably have them as my number three team. I think the power rankings had that as well, um, but I think that's the right spot for them. Um, They're going to be in title contention this year uh, for the first time in a little while. So um, it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be nice to see Joey back in the playoffs. Um, You know, a meaningful playoff game. Yeah. And a meaningful playoff game. So, and then uh, when you take a look at ozone, it just feels like they're missing something this year. I know we were talking about this earlier in the week. They've had guys like Jason. They've had guys like Noah Berg. They've had guys that can bang it more inside. I remember their first year. I don't know if you thought the same thing. They kind of reminded me their first year in the league, almost like a lob junior, where yeah. it was like, you've got a bunch of young guys that are super athletic and they played with each other for years. They've got great chemistry with one another. And I still think that chemistry is there, but it just feels like they're missing something through the first two weeks of the year. I'm glad you said that um, in the comparison to lob, because I think you can compare it to what would have, what would the product be if lob take away Jose, because lob was a powerhouse before they got Jose. He's more of just like an, an additional piece. You know what I'm saying? Not that he's not the best player on that team, but they, they had one championship before they had Jose. Um, and it would be like if lob lost Vic and Cody, right? So two of arguably your best players um, gone. And I think Jason, and I still think, I still think they stay a very good team. If they lose pieces, it's just a matter of something big that has been a factor for you for a while is now missing. So what does that make you as a team now? Cause we've played them on nights where they've been missing two pieces and we've beaten them. So. Yes. And I think ozone's very good. I, I, they are to me right there. Probably, honestly, this year I put them four um, behind halfway. Uh, I put them above the werewolves. I put them above the warriors. Uh, I, they're one of the teams I wouldn't want to face in the playoffs um, for sure. If I'm any team, 
Um, they're not an easy out. They're not going to be an easy outcome playoff time. Um, and we know as well as anybody that seeding come the playoffs doesn't matter. Um, if you're in, you have a chance. It's all one game. So um, anybody can beat anybody on any night, really, that's in the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to be a tough team. I, I think they're, they struggle inside without Jason and Noah back. Um, but, you know, the uh, Hogan brothers are very good. Paul McGuire is very good. Um, they have some pieces. They're, they're always going to be athletic. They're always going to run. They're always going to jump. They're always going to dunk. It's just a matter of can they put it all together without those two pieces, and I think they will. I think they're going to be fine. Um, they're probably a little frustrated that they're 0-2, as any team would be, but um, I, I, if I'm them, I'm thinking to myself, we're a top-four team in this league, absolutely, no doubt, um, and I think they're going to be – they're one of my teams that can compete for a championship this year, regardless of their record right now, regardless of their record come playoff time, um, they're going to be in title contention. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very good point to bring up because we've seen plenty of times teams that weren't top teams in the regular season come playoff time. They're just rolling on all cylinders and everything's clicking and they finally put it together and they make a deep run in the playoffs. We saw it with the werewolves. We saw it with the Duye's boys. Um, so it can definitely boys. happen. Shout out the boys. Yeah. All right, so let's take a look at week three now. We're going to preview all the matchups. We're going to set some uh, some lines, some spreads. You if you guys want to play some bets, uh, you can send all payments to me. My Venmo is dan-regiro-1. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll start with the first one of the first 7 o'clock games. We're going to keep it local with the Ozone Boys. The Ozone Boys and the Rhode Island Warriors, two 0-2 teams, both looking to get their first win. I would set this line solely because of what we were just talking about, where the, the Ozone boys are missing that inside presence. I am going to favor the Warriors in this game by three and a half. I think if they don't, if the Ozone boys don't have anything down low, then Kevin Figueroa could just run circles down there. And if Gian is hitting shots like he was hitting against the Duyez boys, it's going to be a close one, but I give them that three and a half point edge. So I want to hear what you think about that. I agree with you. Um, I'm going to go with the Warriors on this one. I think the Warriors take this one um, strictly because of the big man matchup here. I think their guards all the way around are better for Ozone. Um, maybe with the exception of Gian, I think he's probably the best player on the floor uh, in this matchup, but um, I don't know if they have an answer for Figueroa's size. Um, not that he's, you know, some transcendent big man where he's going to drop 40, but they're going to have a tough time rebounding the ball. And as we know, that's a huge, huge, huge key to win games in this league is have to be able to get rebounds. Um, if Ozone can hit their shots, it's going to be really close. Um, this for me is kind of a toss up, but I'd probably give the edge to the Warriors here. Um, if Gian's rolling and they have some other key pieces too. Um, but I think Kevin has a big game here. I think he has, I'm going to say 15 and 15 game uh, from him. Yeah, I know. I set the line at three and a half, but. It's taking a lot to not pick the Ozone boys to cover. I know. Because I really, yes, that's, I re, because the, there are two teams that I really don't want either of them to be 0 3. So it's really right. tough to figure out which way you're going to go. Yeah. No, I, and I, and I think, uh, I think Ozone absolutely can win this game. That's not what we're saying here. It's, uh, you know, I, I definitely give the Warriors to win. Um, I'm going to say Ozone covers. Uh, that three and a half point spread. I think it comes down to literally the last minute of the game. Um, and if they can stop Kevin, if they can, if they can, if one of the Hogan boys decides to, you know, set aside their pride and play inside like a big, the whole game, which they can do, they're good enough to do that. Um, you, you have a chance here. You have a real shot to win the game. Um, but I'm going to take, I'll take Ozone to cover here as well. Um, I agree with that. All right. So now moving on to the second 7 p.m. game, we've got the one and one werewolves against the 0 and 2 Lincoln 18 ers. Uh, you can you can set a different line if you want. Feel free. Or you okay. can drop in a play or you can drop in a player prop if you want. Oh, I'll drop you think somebody's. Prop. Yeah. OK, so I'm going to set the line for this at werewolves by 14 and a half. So okay. I think they're going to come out assuming everybody is there and everybody's playing. I think they're going to come back and they're going to be like that. That was a fluke performance last week. And we're going to come out and make another statement. I'm going to say the, uh, the werewolves definitely cover that. I think they win by more than 14 and a half. I think they're going to blow the team out this week. I'm going to set a player prop actually. Um, Brian Heston, 24 and a half points. Um, Ooh, okay. That's a good one. 
24 and a half for Brian Heston. I'm going to take the over. I think he has a, a I think he has a Brian Heston esque game. Uh, See, where- here's the thing. I would I would take the under on it just in favor of him stuffing the entire sheet. Okay, I'm they, I, they've, got, I, they've got plenty of guys on that team that can score now. Yeah, no, I I, I think that's a fair. I'm going to say Brian drops a 40 piece this this week. That's a huge Ooh. that's a huge take. Um, I think Brian goes off and he says, "Hop on, Gino and Connor. We're uh, I'm taking you boys and for a you ride. You can't forget. Uh, you can't forget Joe. And, oh, and, and Joe. Yeah, is, uh, there's Joe, and then who's who's the other guy? Jared the guy that led them in scoring. No, there's someone someone new led them in scoring. Sam Clifford. Sam Clifford. I still think Brian Heston drops a 40 ball. Um, mm. I think he has one of those Giannis MVP games that we've seen him drop, where he's just all over the place. Um, but I think they easily win this game by 15. Yeah, I think mm. it's a good line. All right, I'm going to wait on one of the two 8 p.m. games for the very end because it's my pick for game of the week. I'm sure it's your pick for game of the week as well. We're going to go to the other 8 p.m. game. We're going to talk Lob City versus only the fam. Funny enough, all there's four undefeated teams left in the league, and two of the matchups this week, you have all four playing each other. So here's the first of the two undefeated games, Lob City versus only the fam. You can't see a lob city game and not favor them by at least 20, but I'm setting the line at 19 and a half. You can do whatever you want, set a player prop again, if you want, but we'll see how Jaron Thomas and only the fan can handle lob city. So I don't think this is going to be a Jose Mercado game. Um, I'm actually, I think they're going to blow them out. Um, I think only the fam is going to get a little bit of a reality check this week. Um, when, facing the juggernaut of lob. Um, I think Jaron's going to have to guard Jose if they have any chance of winning this game. Um, my pick for player of this game is going to be Cody Crawford. Um, Who you think? Yeah, I think Jaron can keep up athletically with Jose, and I don't know if only the fam has anybody that's going to be able to guard Cody on the perimeter. Um, you know, one and, thing that I've noticed since that... that- I want to say it was since the summer 19 season. I feel like every time I look at a lob box score, Cody's not shooting as efficiently as I know he can, as we've seen him do in the past. I'm pretty sure he hit like 12 threes in a game against us one time. Yeah, but now no. every time I, I like, I look at the box score from last week, he went one for seven. Yeah. And I think it's just a little bit of rust, um, but I don't think they have a perimeter defender that's going to be able to keep up with Cody. I, no, I, don't I think so either. I think Cody drops 25 this week. That's my I I I'm not gonna set the line the for the, the points that high. I'll set it at like 18 and a half for Cody. Um, but I think he has a huge game. I think this is his game. He drops eight threes and uh you know goes off, has one of those uh Cody Crawford-esque games. I'm gonna keep using that and then uh one of those rookie card Crawford games. Uh you know, the vintage, the vintage stuff, but um, you know, I think, I think Lob City runs away with this one and, uh, you know, only the fam gets a reality check. All right. I'm going to cover this one quickly so we can get to the game of the week. And then the last little thing we want to touch on the 9 PM game is bogey kicks versus sin city. I'm setting the line as sin city at nine and a half point favorites. I want to know which way you lean in. It's hard to any team that's playing against bogey kicks to not pick them. Um, so I'm going to go with Sin City here. That's probably the easy pick. I know it's a, uh, we've, we've kind of picked the easy ones this week, except for the ozone game so far. But um, no, I think, I think Sin City wins this game. Terrence Gallo is going to carry them. Um, they're going to be just fine. They have a big now uh, who's pretty good on Sin City. Um, and I just don't think bogey kicks has the legs to keep up with them. Um, what did you set it at? Nine and a half? Nine and a half, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sin City covers that. I think uh, is that the right terminology? Sin City's gonna yeah, like, win by more. Sin than City covers. Yeah. yeah, so I think they're gonna win by 15, 20. Uh, it's gonna be in that range. I think it's gonna be a Ooh, Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, so you got to you got to set these lines somewhat conservative sometimes. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's a fine line uh, that you set, but I'm gonna take. I'm definitely gonna take that. Um, the question, the the line I'm gonna set here is uh, for for bogey kicks over under. 54 and a half points. Ooh, you know what my line? No, nah, I, I'm going to do it. My, my player prop is going to be Matt Bogey over under half a three made. 
I'm going to take, I'm going to take the under. Okay. I mean, he shot like what one for, he shot like one for nine last week. I'll take the under. I'll take, I'll take the over. I'll take the over just to play it safe. Just to like Um, do something. I'm going to, but I think Sin City runs away with this one for sure. I think they win too. All right. And then moving on, moving back in time to eight o'clock for uh, what we both consider to be the game of the week. I'm sure the league is going to consider a game of the week as well. Yes. The last of the other undefeated game, we have halfway crooks versus Duye's boys. Uh, This may be a little bit of a Homer line um, being, you know, Duye boy of the year myself. I'm setting it at Duye (laughs) minus seven and a half. Um, because when you look at the past matchups, I think winter 2019, we lost by like maybe 19 to them. Then last, the summer 19 season, I think it might've been like a two point win against halfway. And then you go to the summer 21, we beat them by like 20 something, 25 maybe. So it's been trending in Duye's boys favor, but I think lob or not lob. I think halfway has come through with a better team this year. That's going to yeah. make it a lot more interesting. So that's why I'm putting it at that seven and a half. I'm still giving Duyez the edge, but I definitely think that halfway is going to make it a little bit more interesting. My pick is that we cover, but. Um, oh yeah, obviously. Um, no, I just think we're, I think we do have too much star power to let a game get that close right now. Um but you know, halfway is a good team. I, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to be on the bench watching most of it, just as you are on the live stream. So, um, my opinion doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, I, I think we win that game going away. Uh, I think ten or more is my is my pick. Um, that's not a dig at the halfway crooks. I just I know what we can do when we're rolling on all cylinders and mm. um, when we're on our when we're on our game. I don't think anybody can beat us. But uh, I think we the Duyes boys have some of the better defensive players in the league i mean absolutely if you look at the stat sheet last week shane patrick he doesn't really show it with the scoring sometimes but he had five blocks last week draymond patrick uh, yeah draymond patrick absolutely. uh he had five blocks but also you got jeff winchell on halfway who had four blocks last week mm-hmm. um but you've got a couple bigs on halfway you've got shane you've got nate on Duyez, but you've i feel like you've got more of that wing scoring and ball handling on the Duyez boys end than halfway does. So, so let me, I, let me put it I also give them the edge, but I I'm curious to see what the final result is going to be. So let me put saying. it this way. I think for us, our strength is our guards. Um, that's Shane knows. I love him to death. Nate knows. I love him to death, but um, you know, our strength is Johnny, Vinny, Zach, Brian, and now Kyle Wolf. Um, I don't know if there's a team in the league that has that guard depth and that's not a biased take. I mean, all, all, top four that I said, and we don't know about Wolfie yet because this is his first year in the league, but you know Brian's been an MVP. You know Johnny should have been an MVP twice. Um, And you know Vinny has the capability. He did it last year to be in the MVP conversation. And Zach at his peak is also in that conversation. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of guard play that we have, and I think that's what we always ride through. Um, we have to shoot well, but we usually do. Um, but even so, I think, uh, you know, that's that's our bread and butter. Um, and again, I don't know if there's a team in the league that can compete with that guard-wise, um, but, you know, we'll see. So um, mm-hmm. I think we cover that, but I think it's going to be a great game. Um, it's, yeah. It's going to be a tough one for sure. So, All right. Those are the week three matchups. Before we close it out, I want to do a little something fun with you. We're two weeks through the season. We've got a, a decent enough look at some of these teams. I want your way too early awards prediction. So let's go. Let's go, go down MVP. Well, let's go MVP. Let's go defensive player of the year. Let's go fifth man of the year. And then I want your, um, who you think is going to win a championship. I know you're going to pick Duye's boys. Outside of Duye's boys, who else do you think has the best? You want shot? rookie of the year too? Most improved? Uh, oh, Come yeah. On. Yeah, if you can rattle them all off, go for it. All right, so go down the line. Who do you want first? MVP? You yeah, you take it. Um we'll go award by award. So these takes might sound biased. Um, my pick um for MVP is gonna be Johnny. Um I think I think that um it's been a long time coming. He hasn't won an MVP yet. Um and I think he's the best player on one of the top two teams. Um, 
he does it all. Does defend. He uh, fills it up defensively. Gets on. Gets on the board. Scores twenty five plus a night. Um, he keeps it up. I think he's going to win it. Um, hopefully, he wins it. Um, we've been advocating for that for a while. But no, I think if it's not Johnny, um, the easy pick is Jose. I don't think Brian has it has a real shot to win it this year. I think you have to be on one of those really top two teams to have a chance. Um, so my picks between either Jose or Johnny. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Johnny here. Um, See, I'm going to go a completely different route from you, and you're going to you're going to yell at me, but this is why it's way too early. Who's that? If the season if the season ended today, Jaron Thomas. I think I, I think Jaron Thomas is MVP. Yeah. So he's so. But but he, so here's the thing: it's a long season. He's averaging like 30, 34 points a game, maybe. He's on a two and zero team. Will he, will he keep it up? Will he not keep it up? And, I have no idea. So I'm going off sustainability. I know, we know yeah, that John I know can keep you it up are. the whole year. Uh, Jose can keep it up the whole year. It's, so we're going to see. Um, Jaron Thomas is going to be one of my selections um, for sure um, when it comes down to the rest of the awards. But for, for uh, way too early MVP, I'm going give to give it to my boy, Johnny Kutu. Okay. I'm going to skip offensive player of the year because it's a lot of the same kind of stuff with it. Absolutely. Uh, let's, go, let's go defensive player of the year. I'll start it off because um, I don't really think there's I hate that there's never any debate with this because he's only not won the award once. I'm yeah. still going with I'm still going with Brian. I don't know yeah, how I you're think feeling it's a, about it, but I'm still picking Brian. So I'm I'm going to pick Brian here as well. Um, I mean, he's the Giannis of the league with defensive player of the years, essentially um, like or like the Rudy Gobert. You could say the guys that are in the conversation every year. Right. Um, and the only guy I could see that ever taking away from Brian is going to be Vic Cashew, um, because Vic is a freak athlete on the defensive end. He's always getting his hands on every play. Um, but I still think Brian walks away with it this year, every year coming up. So any year that Brian's in the league, he's in the conversation for defensive player of the year. I think it's an easy pick, Mm -hmm. um, but it's the right one. So I, I'm going to say Brian Heston. Okay. And then, okay. So in the interest of time. I say we go one more player award and then your way too early finals prediction. Do rookie of the year. So yeah, let's go rookie of the year. I am going to go because my way too early MVP pick was Jaron Thomas. I'm going to go with Devin Pina from Sin City. Wow. Yeah. He's hey, wow. it, through, through two games, he's averaging 27 points, 55% from the field, 14 and a half rebounds, uh, a block and a half. I think through your first two games as a rookie, that's that's a pretty good start. And for if, sure, if Jaron was to win MVP, he'd be next guy up for that award in my mind. So I think Jaron was my pick for offensive player of the year. I know we skipped that because um, I think he's an offensive juggernaut. I don't really see him doing too much other than that, but he's a monster on the offensive end. Um, so he was my pick for that. But for rookie of the year, I'm going to go Gian Avedigian. Um, Did he play rookie. last year? I don't believe so. If he did, you know, I'm gonna gonna check it for for you. Yeah, but you know, uh, keep talking about him, anyways. So, if Gian is a rookie, he's having a hell of a year already. Um, He comes down the court and scores. Yeah, he is. Yeah, whenever he wants. Um, Playing against him, um, we didn't really have an answer for him. He was scoring at will, and uh, I think his scoring, the the numbers he's putting up, is sustainable. Um, and I, I think he wins rookie of the year going away. If Jaron, if Jaron wins offensive player of the year, I think it's probably, if Jaron doesn't win it, offensive player of the year is going to win rookie of the year. They're going to go back and forth between those two. Um, yeah. 30 points per game, eight rebounds, uh, six assists. Like he's really, he's, he's having a great year. Um, well, three assists per game. That's what but I'm saying. He's very good defensively. That's, that's, but that's well. what I'm saying. Three, three assists per game. So yeah, he's very um, good defensively as well. Block and a half and a steal and a half. Yes. Yeah. That's so, a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good stat line. Oh, four rebounds per game. But still, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, he's 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 good. He's very good. So that's my pick yeah. for rookie of the year. Um, okay. This could come back to bite us in the butt, but I don't. They're too early, anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's why these are way them. too early predictions. They they hold no weight. All right, yes. let's go. Uh, let's hear from you first. Your way too early uh, summer twenty twenty two finals champion. I want to hear, I want to, I want your Duye's boys pick. And then I want your non Duye's boys. Pick. <laughs> so my Duye's boys pick is obviously the Duye's boys. Um, I think we get another one. Um, we want another one really bad. Um, well, I mean, we, we should have had the one last year, you know, it's but, all right. 
circumstances. Um, they, you know, circumstances. I know happen. we got on Twitter about it. The Mickey Mouse ring. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, no, I think it's, I think it's us. It's always, it's always us in our heads. Um, but you know, if I'm going to give us a pick besides us, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I feel like lob is too easy to pick. No, not, hey, you can pick lob. You can pick it, lob. I'm not going to go lob because it's, it's think, not too easy to pick when they've won five of the six. I think, but I think another lob ring is bad for the league. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Joey Zacco and the halfway crooks. Uh, okay. Interesting that you say that I was going to kind of go along those lines, but I'm holding off on saying halfway until we see a lob halfway matchup. Until I see the two of them, at least in the regular season, I don't know how the, the bracket's going to well, fall in the this playoffs is, if it's going to be the two of them. This is all circumstantial. Until I see how win. they match up. Yeah. Until Yeah, absolutely. But I think this is a, until I see the two of them match up, which one am I giving the edge? And I mean, right now, because I haven't seen this lob team play this halfway team, I'm giving them edge to lob. That's okay. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, one of them is going to get a really nice second place trophy uh, for sure. But um, <laughs> no, but I, I think they're both obviously in the contention with us. I mean, they can beat us on any night. If, if we have a bad night, they have a good night. doesn't matter. You can beat anybody in this league. Um, I think those are the three, my three teams that compete for a title this year is us lob and halfway. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily close, uh, after that, but, um, you know, those are my three teams. I think those are the obvious three teams, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to halfway if it's not, okay. us, it's halfway. yeah. All right. Well, that's Joey all... needs a championship. Joey does need a ring. If Joey doesn't does, win this does year, he, wait, did he ever get a ring in Connecticut? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, wait, no, I don't even think he did. I think he went to the finals a few times. I don't know if he ever got the ring in Connecticut. He doesn't have a Rhode Island ring. No, he doesn't. I don't think he has either. So, all right, we'll, we'll give well, the commission. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we've got five games next week. Uh, heading into week four, we will have two remaining undefeated teams. I just love the way the schedule works out for that. Yeah, it's really so, cool. Uh, um, I like the way Joey did it. Yeah, I mean, for those of you listening, thank you. Uh, for anybody that's going on, what are they, Monday nights or is it next week Tuesday night? Next week's Monday. Next week's Monday? Okay, well, Pete's going to be there on Monday at the Johnson Rec Center. I'm going to be in lovely Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, like I always am, tuning in on Snapchat. It's always sunny live. in Philadelphia. You know, they do say that, and it's pretty sunny right now. So. <laughs> well, Danny, right, thank well, that's going to uh, do it. Thank you for yeah, uh, Thank you for coming on. Today, thank you to so. Joey. Now we get to now we get to run this. Couple of yeah, washed we'll, up Douyes boys. We'll be back next week and uh hope you guys Yeah, enjoy we'll be back to again. recap week 3, talk about week 4 and then whatever else comes up. All right, so that's uh yeah, that's episode 1 of the Summer 22 Low Post Pod. Thank you for joining us.